let's tackle housing prices because uh, housing prices they have actually tripled that's right tripled over the last decade of course outpacing income growth in this red hot housing market continues to be a concern really on a number of fronts certainly uh, concerning for first-time home buyers trying to get into the market uh, for the first time saving up for down payment uh, affordability so it's really been tough for first-time home buyers and also, when housing prices escalate like this, there's all kinds of uh, different uh, trickle-down effects, uh, if you will. The more you're paying for shelter for a home, the less disposable income you've got uh, for other things uh, in your life. So the uh, red-hot housing market and the uh, lack of supply when it comes to uh, housing has been a concern and one that has been uh, mounting, uh, particularly over the uh, last uh, year or so. Let's uh, welcome in Phil Soper, President and CEO of Royal LePage. For more on all of this, he joins us now. Hey there, Phil. Good afternoon. Hi, Jeff. How are you? I'm well, thanks. Uh, good to have you with us. Uh, first of all, uh, can you just kind of give us your read on the upcoming spring market here, which is obviously, you know, a really big time for uh, real estate. Do you expect, uh, do you see uh, prices uh, continuing to grow, maybe even staying where they're at? What are you seeing? Prices will continue to appreciate this year. We already know that we're you know, well into the uh, spring market and it has been a, a, a boisterous first quarter. So we will see prices rise this year. If our forecast unfolds as we think it will, it will be at about half the rate as last year. So if if you saw 20% price increases in your 2021 neighborhood, expect about 10% this year. Okay, so it's still growing, just not at the same rate. Exactly, exactly. A, a combination of rising interest rates, but mostly rising home prices, it just uh, has the impact of uh, taking some people out of the market. They have to save some more money for that down payment. Uh, it, it has a, a drag effect on real estate overall. Yeah. Are we clear, Phil, on what has been driving this over the last little while, these housing prices in this in this sorry, red hot housing market? Is it just simple case of supply and demand that the demand is uh, there and growing, but a housing supply just is not growing with it? Yeah, that's that's at the heart of it. I'd add one more key variable, and that's capacity to buy. So people had the capacity to buy because interest rates were at historic lows and their spending on typical things like uh, entertainment and travel uh, had virtually disappeared during the pandemic. Canadians uh, are known to save two to 3% of their incomes. During the pandemic, it peaked at 28%. So the, these literally billions of dollars were piling up in bank accounts. We did not see it being transferred into long-term investments. What we did see was a significant amount of that money being transferred into housing, be it uh, renovations or upgrading one's rental uh, property or purchasing a new home. Bill, you mentioned interest rates a moment ago, and of course, the Bank of Canada just adjusted the interest rate uh, upwards a few weeks ago. We're expecting another hike in interest rates. Has it had an effect? Is it cooling prices in the real estate market at all? And do you anticipate a few more interest rate hikes uh, throughout the year? Yeah, you know what? It, it has begun to call it tap the brake, lift the foot off the accelerator. Um, so it does have some impact. However, 
the there are just so many people chasing so few homes that it won't be enough to to slam on the brakes uh, and, and thus prices will continue to rise as that pent up demand gets satisfied. All right. As I mentioned off the top, certainly there is a lot of concern, growing concern when it comes to these housing prices, the effect it's having on first time buyers and also the ability for families to spend in other areas of their lives. Uh, what do you think uh, Ontario raising this uh, foreign home buyers tax? This was just announced uh, yesterday. They're going to raise that uh, foreign home buyer tax from fifteen to twenty percent and make it province wide. Is that something you think that might cool this market off at all, Phil? Unfortunately, no. There just aren't enough foreign transactions to have a material impact on the market. Now, is this policy that, uh, you know, we want just in general when there's a housing shortage. I don't see a problem with it. Uh, it will add some money to the Treasury, which hopefully can be used uh, for some of the other the government's other priorities in increasing the supply of homes. We've got a great shortage of homes in the province. So I don't see anything really wrong with it, but it's not going to impact uh, affordability on a broad scale. All right. So is the uh, ultimate answer here then supply? If it's not a tax, it's just to uh, incentivize the builders just to, to build more homes. We need up the supply. Yeah, we need to take a hard look at the, the process that exists today uh, in building homes. It's the same as other great conundrums we have in, in society, uh, health care, education. With housing, we have to say, why does it take 10 years from an idea to get through the approval uh, process to the point where they can actually hand uh, keys over to a family? How do we get that down to, to five years, maybe to two years? And uh, a blue ribbon panel of experts did advise the provincial government that this could be done with focus, that we could double the rate of, of home a building in the province and start to catch up on some of the, well, the great deficit in building the number of homes that we have in this province. Uh, we know from uh, Scotia Economics Research that we are in the last place among developed countries in terms of the, the homes per capita in Canada. We've got almost 2 million fewer homes than we need today in this country. You know, when you talk about it taking sort of 10 years from conception to handing the keys over to new owners, to a family, to their uh, new home, uh, how do we shorten that window down to five or even less, uh, Phil? Is it a case of uh, red tape? Is there just uh, too much of that uh, when it comes to uh, building new homes? Uh, we've had a report uh, this week. We need uh, more people working in the skilled trades. Would that help? Uh, what would shorten that window, do you think? You know, part of it, uh, you've, you've hit on a number of things, but part of it is if, if you know whiskey at all, I always marvel at the uh, people who run whiskey companies because they concoct this magic brew and then they tuck it away for 8, 10, 12, 15 years before they sell it. Right. So imagine the risk you're taking in putting that in a bottle and then um, and then and then put it away. And of course, whiskey, good whiskey is very, very expensive, $100 a bottle. 
So that's the problem we have in housing. If a builder knows it's going to take that long, it's risky. By the time they're ready to actually get cash from a new homeowner, the market could have changed. The economy could have changed. There could be a global recession. So they, they're, they're naturally, uh, they're careful, they're risk adverse. And we need to incentivize our builders to, to, to reduce the cycle time by cutting red tape, making the processes that encourage home building uh, quicker and the ones that discourage home building, the not in my neighborhood style uh, approach, uh, either eliminate it entirely or radically shorten uh, that time period that allows the risk to be reduced. So there's always gonna be risk, but if we could cut it in half, if, if we could cut the time it takes in two thirds, uh, people would step up uh, because it's it, the demand is there. It's just the risk is so high. All right, just finally, Phil, I wanted to ask you about to BC because they're going to impose a cooling off period for home buyers, the first of its kind we've ever seen in this country, where essentially home buyers will be given some time to consider, reconsider their uh, offer, even uh, change their mind after making an offer to purchase a uh, home there in BC. And they've got obviously one of the most competitive uh, real estate uh, markets uh, in the country. Is there any benefit to that, do you think? Could you see that maybe extending elsewhere, maybe here to Ontario? You know, the British Columbia government has a history of almost zero uh, stakeholder uh, involvement in developing these policies. This is one of the silliest policies I've ever seen developed by by a jurisdiction, be it municipal, provincial, or or federal. It it may help or perceive to help a home buyer today in this market, but it kills people who are trying to sell homes. And seventy percent of Canadians own their homes. So home sellers are now going to enter into a contract for the biggest asset most people have in their lives. And it can be completely undone uh, in a period of time. There's so many ways to accomplish what they were trying to do without without uh, this sort of turning your back on uh, centuries of, of contract law. It's absolutely mind boggling. Will we deal with it? Of course we will. You know, we've got thousands of uh, uh, practitioners in British Columbia. Uh, we've got tens of thousands of, of uh, clients that we have to service and we'll we'll work our way around it. But it's silly policy and I really would be surprised if I saw it show up anywhere else in the country. By the way, BC is famous for policies that don't leave its borders that, that uh, are quietly shelved after a few years. I guess this will be one of those. Is that because if you want to cool the real estate market and cool prices a little bit, allowing people to rethink their bids, is that really going to do that? Because wouldn't that encourage people to maybe uh, bid uh, beyond what they wanted to, or maybe even their means if they know that their bid can be retracted after the fact? Right. Their contract can be just ripped up and thrown away. And, and then the home seller has to has to go back to square one. What if it happens multiple times in a row? Oh, my. It, it could be it's so incredibly frustrating. It could have easily be accomplished just simply by mandating a period of time that the home, home had to be listed, which would give people uh, time to do their due diligence before they signed a contract and committed 
to making a major uh, transaction like purchasing a home. So many alternatives that just nobody looked at. I guess they believe it's good politics. It certainly isn't good policy. All right, Phil, appreciate the time as always. Thank you so much for joining us on this Wednesday. You, you take care. Have a great day. You too. Phil Soper is president and CEO of Royal LePage. And we're back after this. You're listening to The Jeff MacArthur Show. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.